0: You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from Ascully.com, your weekly look at movies, video games, and more, brought to you by your hosts, Ascully and Sittalk. We're addicted to movies, are you? Welcome to After The Show, Sid Talk. how are you? Good, you. Good. Good, you. (laughs) Uh, What's the before the after the show discussion for today?
1: Uh, The temperature, which is super boring because I never wanted to be a person who talks about the weather, but there you go. It's very hot.
0: So you would not want to be a weather person.
1: I mean, if you paid me to talk about the weather, sure. But if this isn't casual conversation, chronically, it's a bit boring because I mean, it's the weather, right? We can't do anything about it. That's what we were discussing a little bit, a little bit about this movie, comparison to another movie that we're both very familiar with.
0: (laughs) And it is very hot today. Ah, yeah. Very, very hot.
1: Spent three hours outside watering and fertilizing and sitting in my lawn chair in between watering and fertilizing. (laughs) You probably
0: lost five liters of water.
1: Well, I drank two because I wore my backpack with my camelback in it. So if anyone wants to see like a nerdy gardeny person... Yeah, I'm out there in my sweaty clothes with my backpack, camelback.
0: So there you go. Well, staying hydrated is very important. It is. So listeners, stay hydrated. That's our tip for you this week. (laughs) So it is Saturday, July the 23rd. This is after the show number 746. After the show is a movie review podcast where every week we take a look at a new movie. This week, we're looking at the movie The Lost City. It's a 2022 movie. Releases on Blu-ray this upcoming Tuesday, 26th of July. Get it on Blu-ray 4K DVD. You can actually stream it right now. PG-13 from our friends at Paramount. We watched the 4K disc. Sid Talk, give us a synopsis of The Lost City.
1: Romancing the stone. <laughs> <laughs> there, I've been waiting the whole time just for that joke. Dun, dun, dun. Should I A do- sexy book author writes about like ancient finding things like a what's it called indiana jones type of lady and then uh the dude who's on the cover is like fabio and then something happens where the writing chris's crosses with reality and there's a bad guy harry potter
0: and then they're in the jungle it sounds like the multiverse (laughs) that's it that's it really all right i'll give you the real synopsis here we go this is what the movie's about boring a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with a cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. That's what it is.
1: That is, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, talk, The Lost City, how did you like it?
1: I loved it. It was really fun. The end? The end.
0: <laughs> the end. You loved it. It was really it fun. It was
1: fun, and like I said, it's not men. <laughs> There's a movie we watched recently called Men. And what's the other one? The one with the car? It's not that one. Crimes of the Future we Crimes watched recently. Crimes of the recently. Future we watched, also not that. It's not that kind of movie. It's you not- can't
0: accuse us of watching like all the same type of movie. because we. What's do- that
1: movie with the car? Tenant? Tatane. Tatane. Yeah, it's not that. No. This is, as she describes in her, in the movie, the character, she writes what she calls schlock, right? I don't think this is schlock, but I think that it is... Very identifiable comedy action, unoffensive, easy. It's like easy listening music, right? You just can it's not rocking your head off and it's not putting you to
0: sleep most of the time. What but I mean, you call it LCD. LCD. Yeah, what's LCD? What do you mean? lowest common denominator comedy.
1: No, actually, I wouldn't. I think that would be rude because I think that I laughed a lot. So if we're talking low common denominator, I slipped right in there. No, I don't think that at all. I think that it's identifiable. She's lost her husband, so she's sad. She doesn't want to go out into the world. She keeps writing her books, but she's sort of run out of her mojo to write her books. She just doesn't want to start again. And... Then you get, you know, the comedy layered on top with this guy who seems like a buffoon and she's quite intelligent compared. But then you find, you know, he's, he's not a buffoon. Well, he's, he's intelligent in his own way. So, like, everyone's different just because she knows a lot of big words doesn't mean anything really when you're talking about, like, ident- um, connecting with another person. And so identifying with somebody who's gotten kind of stuck in their life. Trapped in sadness and feeling like they just want to, like, live out the rest of their life alone. I feel like that's an identifiable thing. And then you layer some comedy and some revelations in there about herself and her character. And a bad guy who's just like a twat, (laughs) basically. Yeah. If you look through all of actual history, I bet... All of the villains, and yeah, there are villains in our history of humankind, right? The baddest of the bad. They're going to measure up to this guy, to Harry Potter, all grown up. (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe's character. Like a whiny brat who just got his little feelings hurt and wants to make a point and be important. And then just will smash through anybody to get there. And I feel like that's actually a very realistic portrayal of all the assholes of the world. So you feel like
0: Genghis Khan was like that?
1: Yeah. Somebody who probably, uh, I mean, he was a child, wasn't he? They were all children and things had to have happened in their lives to form how they perceive life. Now, also your brain's hardwired. So you're kind of starting with your DNA, but yeah, I think this guy, even though he's a bit of a caricature, you know, because he's super uber rich. So he can just like buy anything, which I think is really fun spend any amount of money, like all the cheese. (laughs) So to tell you part of the story or the story, are we spoiling this one? It doesn't seem like I don't feel like you can spoil it. I don't either because because it's
0: pretty formulaic, let's say.
1: It is, and what you want to happen is what happens. So, you know, I think (laughs) that's fine. So at one point he has kidnapped her. So Harry Potter has kidnapped Miss Congeniality and has her tied to a chair and in front of her are the huge tables. Of, uh, what do you call it?
0: Charcuterie.
1: Charcuterie, which he said, I heard you like cheese. And so all of these tables are completely covered with slices of cheese and crackers and fruit. And then she's sitting there. Her hands are like zip tied to the chair and she's got a little tray of cheese and grapes or strawberries or something that she's trying to eat. So it's kind of cute. See, I can laugh at things. I tell people all the time I don't have a sense of humor. I do. It's in there. It's just—it's hard to access. You have to plug into it just right,
0: and I laughed a lot at this movie. Now I didn't find it funny mostly. <laughs> I don't know if it's just not my sense of. I humor. mean, I can't help it if you're wrong, but yeah, I found a couple. Let me say the Brad Pitt scenes I really liked. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Brad Pitt's in. Explain. Movie. Yeah, Brad Pitt shows up in this movie,
1: which is hilarious.
0: Yeah. And he's um, introduced in this kind of like, oh, here's here's a guy. Well, this guy seems interesting. I said to you, he looks a bit like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. But then he's just like this complete badass. Most handsome badass. I liked how she said that was one of the funny lines. Yeah,
1: he, walked, he comes up to save her and she's like, why are you so handsome? And I
0: thought, <laughs> at first I thought the whole thing, that whole Brad Pitt scenario was probably in her mind. Because she, at that point. I did too. Yeah. At that point, she'd just been, you know, she was kidnapped and tied to a thing. I was like, well, she's out, and now she's dreaming of this guy, handsome guy, like in a box, coming to save her. But no, it was legit a real thing, Brad Pitt was coming to save her. Not Brad Pitt. What was his name? Jack Trainer. Jack Trainer. Yeah. That was really funny, because Brad Pitt knows how to make fun of himself. Absolutely. And he's done it numerous times. In fact, it reminded me a little bit of the character from Burn After Reading, but... A bit more hunky and heroic, you know? I really love that part.
1: Combined with the Mexican? Or is it... It's got uh, James Gandolfini at that one. Oh, killing them softly. He's like, you know, totally tuned up and very capable of all things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's just a badass and this whole... That action sequence that they do with him, it's just ridiculous but awesome. It was
1: really good. I loved that. (laughs) It was just crazy. Over-the-top shit. I just loved it.
0: That was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. We've seen movies like this before. You could name a few, right? I could name one.
1: *Romancing Stone?
0: That one. <laughs> Six Days, Seven Nights. Yep. They're the same type of movie. If you watch them in a row, you'd probably burn out, wouldn't you, by the second one?
1: In fact, even the space between us, even though it was more tragic, is two people in a plane crash trying to get back to where they're going.
0: Yeah, and people who wouldn't ordinarily... <laughs> that one's not funny. Don't get me wrong. No. That one's not... <laughs> There's no comedy there. That one's a romance more, more so.
1: Romance and surviving. The High ele-
0: stakes romance. You mean death? True story, that. I don't know. It didn't seem like it. Based on some true story. Didn't seem like it. This one, you've seen it before. I felt like I'd seen it before. Like all the time. I was like, I feel like this is just retreading sure. something else. The action scenes were good, I thought. In general, you know, there's like some motorbike sequences. and
1: I felt like those were super lame. Just putting that out there. I kind of
0: enjoyed them because like, I wasn't really? enjoying the rest of it. This is what you would choose
1: to travel through the jungle to track down a couple of people. Some dirt bikes. That I was actually... What would you choose? I was being all snobby about it. I don't know, just run. <laughs> run.
0: That sounds much better.
1: <laughs> Helicopter and running. That was like <laughs> a motorbike, it just seemed a little bit too on point. But then, I mean, the whole thing is... Over the top, so that kind of fit in, but I still, I just find that kind of stuff boring anyway. But
0: it all felt sort of truncated, like the, including the ending, which was expecting to be bigger than it was.
1: Uh, the ending is my only thing because I don't, I'm not quite sure. I, it's just it kind like, kind of felt petered out a little bit
0: throughout the movie. They keep showing you this, the landscape's amazing wherever they are, and in the distance, there's a active volcano. That you keep seeing, because I've watched enough movies, the finale of this movie is going to take place either in or on the volcano. And it does. Kind of, sort of. But it just amounts to like some rumbling in the speakers. I know. And then it ends. Then they're out of danger. Yeah, it was
1: very weird.
0: Yeah, and I was like, what? Did they run out of money or something? (laughs) Because that would have been a big special effects extravaganza where they run away from the lava flow or something, but nothing happens.
1: I don't know why. You'd have to talk to the writers and the people and how long but did they, they have? They to even do it. tease
0: that stuff. They even keep showing you the volcano. I was like, oh, I can't wait till we get to the volcano bit. Then when we get to the volcano bit, what did it look like? It looked like a like a set.
1: Oh gosh, with yeah. a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just liked the whole kind of cheesiness of it. So it's a
0: throwback for sure, right?
1: A throwback and. And it's quality though. Don't get me like I feel like everybody's quality, everybody's interesting. All the stuff is. I mean, Channing Tatum is a little bit overdoing his thing a little bit. You know, the character's supposed to be sort of buffoony and whatnot, and he kind of overdoes it a tiny bit, a little bit theatrical. And yeah. it all—they're all comedy. So don't get me wrong. This isn't like Shakespearean performing. I guess. I mean if that's even a valid comparison anymore but I mean it's everybody's good Everybody, I like the lady they're the lady who operates her business for her or whatever she is her publisher lady you know I was about to complain
0: let me complain about something else while we're on that okay. complaint hey the other complaint I have is that her lady what was she called Beth Beth now she has like a there's a subplot involving her coming to rescue them so it basically the subplot is like She's trying to get a plane. She's trying to get out there. She gets out there. And then that amounts to nothing either, apart from just her rolling up on a boat. She shows up to save the day. Yeah, but it's just crappy. Like, it, it was like her whole thing was, it didn't really amount, like the scene with her in the plane with the guy. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really much to it. It almost felt like it, some of it was cut out to me. And then her other, fr- her other what was she? Like, um helper.
1: Yeah, she was nothing. She was she was a social was media nothing. manager. She was nothing.
0: Yeah, so she was introduced and amounted to nothing. Beth was introduced, and we saw her. Every... But she was
1: fun. I liked her.
0: But you didn't see her enough.
1: I didn't get to see her do what she her character's promising because she seems pretty badass. Like I think
0: that might have been it.
1: Like, yeah, she's le- you're leading up to her being like that. Da I'm saving the day, motherfuckers, because she's tough, right? But. Then she kind of, she does show up and That's then it. her friend, her new friend that she makes on the little plane is the guy who actually yeah, jumps on Harry Potter. And so, <laughs> you know, but I felt like they were leading and all diff- all the things were leading to like an interesting payoff for everybody. However, yes. what we did was we took this adventure and our author in the bo- or character of the author, which is... Miss Congeniality turns it into another book and now they're on an island because they've all made a bunch of money, right? So it's kind of a, we don't even get to see Harry Potter in prison or anything, you know what I mean? Like, uh. No. <laughs> like where he's sitting there plotting or complaining or his brother buying off the prison and getting him out because the guy, Harry Potter slash Abigail Fairbanks, was it?
0: Yeah, he sounds just like a.
1: They're like the. Rupert Murdoch family. They own all of media, right? And so his brother has inherited the empire. He gets, this guy gets nothing. Harry Potter just gets money, I guess, or whatever. And so I would like to see a little end scene. We did see one end scene, but we didn't see one where he's sitting there, like either as now his brother's new assistant or something that pays off the big long, long joke of him complaining about his brother. There's nothing, you know. If you're gonna do comedy, I guess I've, I'm old enough to be like, well, there. It kind of loops around on itself. Yeah, that one didn't.
0: No, nothing. Uh, that's, I guess, my problem. There's a lot of setup for things that don't pay off, including the volcano. You kind of hung up on the on the. Uh, uh... I was definitely hung up on that because <laughs> I was waiting for that. As soon as we got to that cave and she had to squeeze down that hole, I'm like, wherever we go now, it's going to be like Tomb Raider, you know, like a. A big action I mean, it sequence.
1: was. They had to escape. Well, I thought it was...
0: it'd be a big action sequence, but the escaping was just swimming. getting out of a stone coffin and swimming under the water. That was Correct. it. I was like, oh. Also,
1: what happened to all the people on the island? Did the whole thing sink? Is it devastated? You know, we didn't we did, get
0: anything. We didn't get any no. payoff
1: for that volcano.
0: So that's what bummed me out. I, also, the the other thing that bummed me out is, yes, some things were funny, but most of the time. I felt like I'd heard the joke before.
1: Oh, here's another payoff from the uh, Harry Potter thing. He says he bought half that island, right? Yep. So our end scene, our little cap scene after the credits could be, he's sitting in an office with his lawyer or somewhere, or he's in prison and his lawyers there saying to him, it was destroyed by Volcano and all these people are suing you and it's worthless now and whatever, you know, like that, because.
0: Yeah. And you've got nothing.
1: Yeah, he made a big deal that he bought
0: the whole island,
1: or half the island.
0: Well, maybe we should write the movie if we want <laughs> No,
1: I'm, I'm fine with it as it is. It's just that, you know, if you're going to give me the payoff for that nice, fun joke all the way through, let's, let's do it. Commit.
0: So I really thought the Brad Pitt scenes were funny, mm-hmm. and I also thought Sandra Bullock is very good at, like, physical comedy. Very good. Like, where she has to, like... At the beginning, she has to sit on this high stool on a stage. <laughs> Things like that. She's really funny at doing. And, you know, when she knocks the bin over outside, when she is tied to a chair, she's in the jungle in a pink onesie kind of thing. Is well, it it's a, a jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. She looks out of place. She's tied to a chair because, you know, she's been rescued from the kidnappers. He crams her into that small car <laughs> and she falls out. There's a lot of funny... Sandra Bullock, yeah, physical comedy, and I it is like- good.
1: It's it's quality stuff. It's like I don't want to compare, but you know, if you like old fashioned things, really old fashioned, like Lucille Ball, uh, Laverne and Shirley, living yeah, up it through is, time. Yeah, and it's okay. This is where someone would say it's low common denominator, like you, but I wouldn't because she's she's really in it. Like she really commits. You know what I mean? It's not like. She's not half-assing it. She's like contorted, and especially in like getting out of the hammock, which I love. I
0: love. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, there was a kind of an ongoing thing with that getting <laughs> on the thing, and, and then when Channing Tatum's characters got leeches on his back,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I thought that went on a little bit too much.
1: It did. So there's where I was like, okay, this isn't hugely funny unless we're yeah. going to actually see the penis.
0: Like it was funny, and then I was like, oh, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going. Oh, now they're doing a penis joke. Not oh, yeah. funny anymore. Yeah. Not funny anymore. Yeah, it kind of dried out. Petered out. Petered out. Is that out? what
1: you're there saying? You Penused out. No. That's Petered not. out is actually a saying.
0: I think you might have liked it more than I did.
1: I did. I really had a good time. So I have no, I have no, I'm not shamed at all. I loved it. I thought it was really fun.
0: I don't think I'll remember it in two weeks time is the problem.
1: I mean, I'll remember it as much as I remember <laughs> romancing the stone. Yeah, I don't remember Maybe I won't, though.
0: I don't remember that very well. Oh, well. I mean, I do, but I couldn't say... I'd have to watch it again, and it'd probably all start coming back to me as I watched it. There was two of those movies, right?
1: Uh, I think more than two. All
0: right, let's go on to the cast here. Sandra Bullock plays Loretta Sage. Again, great comedy. Physical comedy, like you say. Kind of like Lucy or somebody. Mm -hmm. It's um, Slapstick, is that right? Sometimes. Uh, Did you like her, yeah? Yes. Channing Tatum, do you like him? He's
1: fine. I feel like I'm pretty neutral. He, There were moments when I was really grasping, like, he's the guy. You know, he's this guy who she has, She he says to her, well, so who do you think I am? And she lays out this whole thing about he was the prom king, and he thought being handsome was enough, and then he went to Hollywood, and he wasn't good enough, and now he's just some schlock on the cover of a, of a novel, you know, like, yeah. no big deal. And he does that in that part there. It was like she, you know, the character stripped him down and he got a little bit like realer, more realer. Yeah, there was <laughs> but definitely. The, other than that, there was a bit of like, I feel like he might have been a little bit intimidated. I have no idea about this person. I'm just saying that seemed like there could have been that possibility.
0: There was an arc to his character, though, at least.
1: A right. little bit, yeah.
0: Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, he wasn't
1: buffoony at the end at
0: all. Daniel Radcliffe, Abigail Fairfax. He does weaselly and. Annoying, pretty well, yes. Because that's what that character was—really annoying. Like I was like, "Oh, shut up, you little fucker!" <laughs> and also like a weasel. He's also, you know, oh, my brother, me, 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 me. Yeah. Like so he does that well, I thought, and he—he he definitely hams it up, right? He knows what he's doing. He knows that this character is kind of absolutely kind of a bit nuts. Brad Pitt, my favorite part of the movie, Jack Trainer. <laughs> I mean. I would say he's in the movie for 10 minutes, so don't expect a Brad Pitt movie.
1: No, but it's impactful, because it's where you're like, first of all, I heard his voice, I'm like, that's Brad Pitt.
0: Yeah, they were trying to kind of disguise it, so you didn't figure it out, but instantly when he talked on that phone.
1: But what I think is really fun, there's a sub-story sub there that we never address in any way, shape, or form, so our Channing, Channing Tatum guy, Fabio basically is what he is. He does the cover modeling for her books. He's got long flowing hair and muscles and shit, you know, holding the damsel in distress in questionable positions. So at some point, of course, her watch gets stuck in his wig. When they're on stage, she pulls off the wig. He's actually pretty much bald. He keeps his head shaved. He doesn't have long flowing blonde hair. He's not super cool and super suave the way he tries to portray. He's a little bit awkward and kind of afraid of things, right? Then he mentions... When she gets kidnapped or he, she's missing, he's like, oh, I met a guy once, you know, at a meditation retreat, Jack Trainer, So he calls Jack Trainer, who's Brad Pitt. He shows up. We see Brad Pitt across the way. Brad Pitt has the long flowing blonde hair, yeah. the muscles. He's super cool. He's dressed super cool for what he is. I feel like Channing, Channing Tatum's guy met that guy at that retreat and a then model to be that guy. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, no one ever said it or anything, but he was sort of like in love with who the guy is and then sort of tried to model himself. He wanted to be the guy who saves the lady and all that stuff. But you kind of had to read that into it. But I feel like that was actually there. Like, yeah, that's just my own little side story I made up. So you could be right. It could be a little bit vapid. Because I'm adding these things as I'm watching the movie. (laughs) Yeah. But I didn't care. I was in a good mood. Well, that's good. I had sweated out my gardening sweat. So maybe I was just dehydrated and it just seemed really fun.
0: Maybe you're just delirious. dehydrated. Maybe a little delirious. And then finally, I put Devine Joy Randolph as Beth. And she's a comedian lady. I had a look. I liked her. I did too, but I feel like she was horribly misused. under
1: Underutilized. Underutilized.
0: I feel like there was like a whole thing with her that w- didn't make it into the movie. Like mm-hmm. it it just felt too small a part. When I think about it now afterwards, I'm like what we really saw was she's on the phone to her a few times. Then she's in an airport, then she's on a plane, and then she's on a boat.
1: Right, but I mean it's her. She is determined and she has no she's just the publisher lady, right? She's trying yeah. to get this book tour her on its way. She's the lady who has to call mish congeniality all the time and say, where's the next chapter? Where's the next chapter? You know, she's trying to keep her on point. And she could have had
0: funnier scenarios, though, which.
1: I I mean, it was her, though, who made her memorable to me, because the way she talked to people and the way she was like, instantly wants to find and rescue or save this lady, like find her. And, you know, we get her own little side story, just a sliver of it that she's kind of, if this doesn't work out with this author, then maybe she's kind of screwed or whatever. But I liked her.
0: Aside from some green screen moments that looked really phony in this movie <laughs> yeah I think the 4k disc the actual how it looked was i was impressed like a lot I was like, wow, this movie looks better than like some movies that some <laughs> technically f- the way it was filmed, really good lighting, very like high detail and everything I was impressed by that mm-hmm. it felt more impressive than it a film like this should be. <laughs> damn like sometimes i watch a marvel movie which is like all about looking pristine and sometimes you're like oh that's a bit dodgy but in this movie i was like wow look at these vehicles that they've got and look at the scenery like and how they've got the camera like really high up i know it was drones probably but it just looked the part let's say like that's kind of rude to say this movie doesn't deserve it. Jeesh, Louise. I mean, it just looked very good. It did, but every movie deserves that. I actually didn't make a note of where they filmed it. I didn't see at the end, but could have all been on a green screen. We don't know. Right?
1: Oh, a lot of it was green screen, I feel like.
0: That's for sure. When they you know when they were in the hammock overlooking Oh god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, that's you just stood in a room. I can tell." But, you know, you have to Sure, sure, sure. You can't question that when you're watching this film. Correct. So, directed by Aaron Lee and Adam Nee. They haven't done a big film before. This is the first one. What did you think of directing on this?
1: It was fine. I mean, I feel like you're kind of... You're on a track, aren't you?
0: You To make a big film like this. Big,
1: big stars. Very big stars that are going to get people in butts in seats and people renting and all that stuff. So... That part you don't know, you don't have to like make a personal creative statement of any kind as a director. You just have to be functional and keep everybody going. And I feel like that it was fine. It was fine.
0: So what are IMDB reviews?
1: Just in general? Or yours that you're going to The ones use? that I'm gonna read right now. There's a website called imdb.com. That's the internet movie database. And on there people can write reviews. And you like the one star reviews because um, sometimes these people take a lot of time out of their life just to give a negative comment? Is it, do they even all count as comments? What's the definition of comment? They're definitely not reviews. No, or maybe. Mm. Is what? a review saying this was a movie was a waste of my time? No, that's not a review.
0: It's a review on how you use your time. All right, let's go for the first guy. The first guy says, This was rough. I guess I put my expectations too high from the trailer. The part with Brad Pitt was fine, but the rest is typical Sandra Bullock overreacting to mild inconveniences and completely stupid. Shout out to the marketing team for making this look like something I would enjoy when I knew better and thought, but thought maybe, just maybe, well, I knew better. This is terrible. (laughs) There was a lot. That was a lot. Second guy says, Leave well enough alone. Two leads that have no chemistry. Contrite, forced humor situations. Bad timing. Sad so much money was spent in an attempt at a story that could have been welcome entertainment on a timely release. I don't even understand that one. <laughs>
1: Interesting like a robot. combination of words. It sounds like a robot, <laughs> right?
0: And this one says, Utterly dreadful. This is possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. Surprised that Brad Pitt would associate himself with such drivel. Boring. No storyline. Couldn't wait for it to end.
1: Couldn't wait for it to end. You know what? There's a button. Or as some people say these days, button. Uh, it's like the stop button. Just click it. Click what? it and move on with your life. You're not. No one's holding you hostage. And I'm sure if you actually complained to some streaming service that you hated it so much you might get your $5 back or whatever the hell it costs.
0: Maybe. Maybe not. $20, probably. (laughs) All right, here's a final one. When you do not cut a simple plastic zip tie, which you are tied to a chair with, but instead carry the whole chair around, you know the rescue opportunity is botched. The movie's just plain stupid and irritating. The script was written by a five-year-old kid, I think. Absolutely kiddish. The humour is forced and flat. And the cast is pathetic. Worst, the end. There is no end. It just ends as foolishly as it began. I agree with the end part.
1: I do too.
0: It's like they ran out of the idea.
1: I mean, the whole thing was she was afraid to get on with her life and now she's not. I mean, that was that's the heart of the movie. That you can't just let yourself be forever paralyzed by sadness and the You know, that you can't go back out in the world. And then she wasn't. And then that's it. That's the end. The end. So I think you have to dig for that one. It's not some big revelation kind of end or anything, but...
0: No. And, you know, stop teasing the volcano when you don't do anything with it. Thank you. <laughs> some so, people
1: love the volcano, apparently. I do.
0: I'm a volcano fanatic.
1: <laughs> I
0: mean, you're not, but... Extras are a bunch on this disc, including deleted scenes like making ofs and a commentary. There's a lot of stuff. So if you, uh, oh, there's even a uh, blooper reel. You love blooper reels, don't you, Satana? I do not. So if you want to see all, a lot of extras, there are tons of them. So let's give this movie a score. I'm going to give The Lost City a six out of 10.
1: I think six is fair. So it's weird. I, I give it a six because I really enjoy it, but I know that it's not perfect. And you give it a six because you really didn't like it. And so that's better than giving it a four. (laughs) You think? I mean, why wouldn't you give it a four if you don't even like it?
0: That's a good point. I know. I often coerce you into changing your score. So, just saying. So, next week we're going to review the third in the Jurassic World trilogy, Jurassic World Dominion. Wait for next week to see some... Maybe we'll get a volcano in that movie.
1: Isn't that also Channing Tatum?
0: No, it's uh, <laughs> it's that other guy. Oh, the other guy. Star-Lord.
1: Oh, Star-Lord, right on. Yeah. Okay.
0: So we'll see Jurassic World Dominion next week. Movie recommendations. I don't know if this is a recommendation if as a good one or not, but it does tie in with this movie, Six Days and Seven Nights. I remember enjoying it. Okay. I don't know if it's better than this movie or worse or... That's exactly the same. The same. I think it's not as good. But I, I don't know. It was you know, Six Days, Seven Nights came out when DVD first came out. And it was one of the first DVDs I got.
1: So you're emotionally I entitled. feel like
0: I watched it more than I should have because I only had about seven movies. <laughs> I probably watched it too many times and then it stuck in my mind a bit. So I getcha. I'll give you that and I'll also give you the Tomb Raider movies just in general. And yours are? So my movies this week
1: are from 1995. There are five of them. Billy Madison. Also one of those in the genre of just wacky comedy, turn off your brain kind of thing, right? Yeah. The Quick and the Dead. I'm not a fan, but I watched it. Summer Heavyweights. In- very fun. One of those. Also, don't fit to fly today. It's about fat kids at a fat camp. What a, whatever. Yeah, but it's got kids. a good heart to it. It has a good heart yeah. to it. If I had seen it when I was a child, I probably would have been even more fond of it because I was the fat kid or a child with a lot of fat on me. I shouldn't say fat kid. You're not just made of fat. Like, you just have a lot more fat on you. Like, overweight children would be the subject of that comedy, which sounds terrible. The Brady Bunch movie, was not a fan of that. And Outbreak, which, was Sandra Bullock in Outbreak? I don't remember now.
0: I do remember that, um... What's he called? Rain Man guy was in Outbreak, right? Mm-hmm. Rain Dust, Man Dustin guy. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Wasn't Jul- No, Julianne Moore? Was Was Julianne Moore in Outbreak? Maybe. I think that's who I see. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Dustin Hoffman, Rene Rousseau, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, Cuban Gooden Jr., Donald Sutherland, Patrick Dempsey. Gee, many Christmas. It's um,
0: Rene Rousseau I'm thinking of, not yeah. Julianne Moore. yeah. Even though they're they're not the same person.
1: And it was not uh,
0: Miss Congeniality.
1: All right, so Ace Gully stuff. Oh, wait, I think I had another
0: movie. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no, that was it. You don't, because I'm looking right at the list. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Ace Gully stuff this week. Uh, I've been playing more Dying Light 2. I can't say I've forwarded the story any much more, even though I've played it quite a bit.
1: Is there a way for you to forward it more, or are you just doing your thing, which is just to kind of constantly... There is
0: ways to uh, forward the story by just following the quests that say story mission on them. But I've been doing those ones that say side mission because you get good weapons, and you mm-hmm. can, if you just go and explore the map and like loot different places, you get good stuff, which, you know, I'm kind of a fan of going around finding the best stuff, and then it makes the story missions easier because you're you more tooled up. But uh, Dying Light 2 is a zombie game, takes place in a post-apocalyptic pandemic, post-pandemic situation, which is all too uh, real. Well, we don't have zombies. Not yet. And we're not post-pandemic, so. Oh, no, we're not. We're still, we're 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 in in it. We're in it. So Dying Light 2, it's a really fun game. I'm playing the PlayStation 5 version, but I did play a new game this week that you saw Precisely Zero of.
1: Precisely Zero?
0: This was a game that came on PS Plus. If you're a PS Plus member, it's available to download now. The game's called Stray. And in the game Stray, you play a cat. And the whole four hours it took me. To, it it took me four hours to finish it. But it's a cat in a sci-fi world. And at the beginning of the game, you and your other cat friends are walking through the world. And then you get split up from your your other cats and you fall down into this big hole. And what you find, through, I mean, you're a cat. You can't speak. You can, you've can you got a meow button. You can meow. You're going around as this cat. And then you realize that there are no people here. There are just robots. And the robots uh, unveil this story as you're going through. And you're just kind of walking from one place to another, but there's puzzles to solve along the way. Hmm. But it's a big sci-fi, why, what's happened here? Why are there no humans? Why are there only robots? You meet a, like a little robot that floats in the air. You know, like in, we just saw Obi-Wan, you know, that one that Princess Leia had? Like the yes. little flyy robot. Well, the cat ends up getting this little robot that follows it around and the robot can talk to the other robots and translate it to the cat. Don't know how that works, but that does work. Okay. I finished the game. It's only about four hours long. But it's really, really amazing graphics. It looks very realistic. If you want to do, like, cat things, you can do them. Like, it's really funny because, like, there are certain places, like when you find a couch, where you can scratch the front of the couch like a cat does, and you can feel it in the (laughs) controller. There are places where the cat can go to sleep and the controller makes a purring noise. So if you're, like, a cat person, which I don't think I am, I do like cats. You loved your cat you had before. Yeah, but I'm not like a cat nut, but this would scratch...
1: <gasps> Are you e- insulting half of our audience? Yeah.
0: <laughs> this would scratch that cat itch, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my, Listen to you. But the, the sci-fi story that's involved, which I don't want to spoil, but concludes at the end, and you understand exactly what was going on. I actually quite enjoyed. It's an interesting story. Didn't expect it, because I thought it was just... When I saw the trailer, I thought it was, you were literally just a cat getting from one place to another. And
1: just out of curiosity, why would you not want or say, hey, you want to watch me play this
0: game? (laughs) I started it the day it came out. I think you was not here. And then I finished it in the same day. And also? You're not a cat fan. No. But I think you would... They're fine. I think you would find (laughs) the way this looks really cool because it's not cute. It's more realistic looking. Right. You know, like... It's not like cutesy anime cats. It's like, no, that's a legit real cat there. And it looks very much like my old cat. Aw, Leo. Yeah. So dinner, what is for dinner tonight?
1: We don't know yet. You say you've got a coupon for some cheap delivery? Correct. So it could be Mod Pizza. We're not sponsored by anyone, but Mod Pizza could be the way to go. And the reason I'm telling you is because we're vegetarian and people think vegetarians don't eat anything, which is not correct. Because remember how I described myself as the fat kid? I'm still the fat lady. So we eat just fine. We just don't eat the uh, the flesh of the animals. For no reason, really. It, it started as health and now we just don't. People think that as soon as you say vegetarian, you have some sort of mission. Do you have a mission? Yes. What is it?
0: To play video games.
1: No, a mission in terms of vegetarianism. No. Do you just- give a shit if anyone eats animals?
0: No. Me either.
1: So that's it. We have no... That's it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I just find it's... Um,
1: but so many people think it's like a thing. It's crazy. I find that I eat
0: more varied things. Because, yes.
1: We have explored the yeah. world of food in the last few years. So it's been since 2009. So there you go.
0: I made a sandwich this week, which was the most amazing sandwich. It was amazing. Broccoli Reuben sandwich. It was amazing. It was with a wedge salad. Sounds really posh. <laughs> yes. But it isn't posh, but it was very delicious. But so- as
1: for tonight, we will be doing probably pizza. If they don't deliver, I'll go get it.
0: And let's have your advice and let's leave.
1: My advice is that advice is dangerous. We all seek it. We don't have any choice, right? Except the people in the world around us. Either you're watching YouTube and watching telling, having people tell you what to do or how to do a thing. That could be instructional. It could also be life advice or inspirational in some way, right? Or advice like, well, when you go to buy a house, be sure you do this and this and this, or don't do that and don't buy that and all that kind of stuff. But it can be dangerous because when you say to a person, oh, you should definitely date that guy. Oh yeah, he's a nice guy, definitely, because I know him and here's my advice about dating that guy. Or you should definitely buy that house. And then they buy the house and the house is a piece of shit. Well, the advice, you know, it's dangerous. And I always think of like, I mean, this was a sad topic they were covering on WKRP a long time ago when Jennifer, of course, the receptionist who was Lonnie Anderson, they stuck her on the air real quick one day and she was like the um, like Dear Abby type of lady. You know, some people would call and say, I've got this problem with something and can you help me? And she'd give them advice or love Lauren advice advice, whatever. And one lady called and said she was with an abusive guy and, you know, Jennifer was like quippy and funny. And she's like, well, then you just need to tell him that you're leaving or you're getting out of there or whatever. Well, then later she's on and she's all feeling good about giving all this advice. And then on a later show, the lady calls back and says, I did that. I told him that and he beat me up. And then, of course, Jennifer falls apart. And, you know, she's like, I can't do this anymore kind of deal. I know that sounds like (laughs) a stretch or like that's fictional. But in advice, you know, if you tell a person if who's having a hard time in life, oh, well, you should just ditch that guy or you should stay with that guy because whatever. I mean, you don't know, do you? You're just kind of going by your concatenation of all the information you have about the world and your own personal opinion of the situation. So my advice is be careful when you give advice.
0: (laughs) That's good advice, Sid Top. (laughs) Let me uh, tell you to go to ascoli.com. You can, you know, go there, get this podcast. You've probably already been there if you're listening to this. You can go to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sittalk. Even if you can figure out what our email address is, don't email it. <laughs> and stay classy, Miss congeniality (laughs) and I'm gonna say think for yourself because if you're not doing it someone will do it for you